Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Oh my god, it's motherfucking Detox, and you're listening to Flame On! Bag it. Welcome, everyone. I know I'm surprised that we're back as quickly as we are. This is Drag is the New Spandex, still working on All Queens and Me, because that's what we should call it, All Queens and Me. What? I like Paris is Burning. <laughs> I'm here with our illustrious bearskin rug, Pat, a.k.a. producer. What's going on? That's it? That's all you're going to give it. me? That's all I gave you such a great opening. Well, listen, you want to be All Queens and You. Isn't that what everyone says about you? Uh, that's... That is exactly what. <laughs> shout out to my other moniker, Deep Space. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are on a roll. We're getting big names, big names. We're moving up in the world, and we're moving our like. Is this a mobile studio? Is this what <laughs> Ryan Seacrest does? It, it, we we fall into <laughs> this like multi million dollar van and, and drop exactly. around the multi million dollar uh, two thousand and three Toyota Echo. <laughs> You're just as bad as Brian. When I say multi-million dollar van, you're supposed to say, yeah, no. <laughs> they just detail it instead of, oh, we barely got here. Might have run out of gas. <laughs> well, oh, the, the multi-million dollar pink camouflage uh, touring van we have out there. I'm down for it. Okay, so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because every guest is special to me. But this one is super special because she took the time out of her very busy schedule when she has been like globe trotting, jet setting, vacationing, uh, where I, don't I know. wish. <laughs> <laughs> um we have the one, the only why you go to to rehab detox. Hi detox. Hello everybody. <laughs> Our Stephanie Chappelle says, "Hey everybody." <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, so let's just get right into it. Let's do it. Let's dive up into this bitch. 
how have you been? Good. Hitting <laughs> <laughs> hard with well. the deep, the heavy questions first, bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, very well, very blessed. Uh, you know, just uh, traveling and, and working and and schlepping my pussy anywhere that they'll take me. <laughs> you know, I was very lucky to see you. Now, this was uh, a few years ago. Like, you had just come off of Drag Race, and you were doing the big tour that everyone does. It's like, hello, welcome. Mm. Yes, you saw me on TV. Now, I I was a little younger then, a little more reckless. I, I was blackout <laughs> drunk. But I do remember... I'm, I'm sure I was, too. <laughs> I do remember you did this amazing performance uh, at this... Club now defunct, now Korean barbecue joint called <laughs> called Mr. Sisters. Oh yeah, that was even before I was on the show when I was really? there. Yeah, I was there with the season four girls. Oh, that's right. Oh God, it was, I was there, it was, out. It was pride. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I was there, and then like two weeks later, it was closed, and I said, "Well, damn, I'm not gonna get hired anywhere. I close close some places down." Well, I remember seeing you perform, and it was like one of those like indie like film moments when all the music just dies away and you just you know you see me just awestruck like what where do you draw the energy to perform from uh well i i don't know honestly i mainly alcohol i think alcohol and drug abuse is what really fuels my my performance integrity um (laughs) all things i can get behind (laughs) and i you know i'm I'm from orlando and i was brought up with such good drag here in florida and orlando especially here at the parliament house and and you know southern nights and and pulse back in the day and you know i just grew up watching these amazing drag artists and performers and you know kind of taking a bit of all of them with me on my journey i guess (laughs) Shout out to the Parliament House for letting us like. Yes, thank you to the to the gardens here, the the beautiful gardens here, the timeshare property of the Parliament House. (laughs) We would like to thank you for putting me up here for the weekend. You know, I'm not asking for a drink ticket, but if you throw me a drink once, (laughs) I'm asking for a bottle. Is what I'm asking for. (laughs) Um, Can we can we get on the phone with uh, with front desk? Yeah, hit zero on the phone. (laughs) Send them up with something. Um. So you started doing drag here. Take us back to the formative years of detox. Lord Almighty. <laughs> um, it was like, I don't know. I guess that must have been, what, what year are we in now? 2015? 2015. You don't have to give a year. It's been, it's been, it's been a while. I started going out when, probably when I was 16. I started like doing like tinkering and drag and, and sneaking into the bars at a young age. And I was kind of taken under the wing by Ms. Corey and Deja and McCavity and other club kids from, from Southern Nights and the college nights back then. Um, and just, you know, sneaking in, coming here when I was 16 years old and drag, thinking I was getting away with murder because at the time I was, <laughs> and I still kind of am. Um, so <laughs> Parliament Houses and Orlando has played a huge part of my, of my career for sure because it's, where I got my humble beginnings. You know, for a lot of us who grew up in the area, like, everyone heard of, like, Parliament House, P-House for shorthand. Um, my first club was Parliament. Mm-hmm. My second club was... Was it Southern? It was Southern, then it turned into Revolution, then it turned mm-hmm. into Armbar, mm-hmm. then they turned back into Revolution, because nobody went to either. And, uh, and now it's Southern Nights again. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember... I think I might have seen you at Southern. I might have been there. I, I I was there probably around Halloween. Never been there a day before in my life. And you remember um, the old layout where you would walk into the bar, but it was sunken? 
Uh-huh. Okay. Well, see, my first time there, it was dark. I was just awestruck. So you Didn't fell. know that. I fell. Uh-huh. I, I, I have done that uh, several times at that establishment. I, at most establishments I've been at, I've fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I, you talk about somebody who just, I'm just like, I'm, you know, a fledgling gay. I'm here. I finally made it. These are my people. Bitch, you ate it. It's time to Girl. go pack it up. <laughs> We're not coming back here for at least a year and a half. <laughs> Um, so like was detox like something that you had al- always kind of like figured like that was your persona? Is detox like a part of you? Is it a part of Oh detox that you- is like detox and Matthew are like the same person. There's really <laughs> nothing like there's no there's no like gray area when it comes to that. It's always been like I've always been this weird character and like extravagant weird personality and i think once i started doing drag it just kind of allowed that to blossom more so it never really became like an ex- a lot of people have characters like their drag personas and it's never really been my shtick really it's always been here i am i'm just a drunk girl who likes to to wear fun things and, and go out and party <laughs> and that's oh i just had a, a lit rock <laughs> just had a lit rock girl, you my, bounty fresh. i'm bounty fresh bitch at least you know i'm fresh here for this interview <laughs> Now, were you were you always detox, or did you start out as I, something yeah, else? I, I, kind of was. I mean, I, I started calling my when I first started hanging out with Miss Corey and all those like those kids. I was calling myself Dita because I, I was like so infatuated with that erotica era of Madonna's career, and I'm a huge Madonna fan. Mm-hmm. But I was a kid, and I was a mess, and I would get wasted and fall down the stairs at Firestone and the Roxy, and they just <laughs> started calling me detox, and they just kind of like stuck. And it's always you know that's pretty much been. My drag name since I started going, everyone just kind of knew me here as Detox. They all assumed I was much older than I was. I remember uh, Southern Nights back in the day threw me like a 23rd birthday party when I was turning 19. I was like, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so take us back to those formative days. Cause like I, I remember growing up here in Orlando and like until you hit a certain age where you like you can sneak out with your friends right it was just like gay people on Ricky like like two-way right. like message your friends on your pager like mm-hmm. what was it like it was it was different but I mean I I got emancipated at a young age I was like 15 I believe 14 or 15 when I um when I decided to leave my mother down and like she was in the like the, in the golf area of Florida mm-hmm. And I moved into Orlando with my sister, who um, at the time owned a little vintage clothing store. And so we would throw all these parties, and people just assumed because I was I was out of school and I was working for the you know my sister's company that I was just much older than I was. So I was able to go into all of these like I would you know the Roxy and like all the like the cool places downtown. That's where I started going out, and I met Miss Corey and like all these fetish people at this fetish fashion show that we were doing. And then I went to Southern Nights for my first, that was my first gay bar ever going to. It was Southern Nights. And that was the first time I ever saw a transsexual. I was mesmerized by everyone there. Like I met Cezanne and Danielle Hunter and like all those people and fucking Carmela Marcela Garcia. I fell in love with it because it was like, here I am was like 15 or 16 years old. And this, and I was, and there was like fags everywhere and like it was college night. So all the twinks were out and I was like, I'm, I'm in heaven. I'm home. This is where I belong. And luck, I mean, you know, luckily I'm I'm so infectious that I kind of got swooped up with all of those girls and they kind of took me under their wing and allowed me to blossom and become this weird freak that I am today. Um, I, I had a really cool experience growing up here because it was, you know, I, I, was, I seemed like I was 
you know, I was hanging out with a lot of people that were so, a lot older than I was, obviously. Nobody really knew that I was such a kid. Mm-hmm. So it was like drag just like a natural progression of I like think where so. you were. I think so, yeah. Through. I always wanted to be some kind of entertainer and, and I saw, you know, I saw the shows at the Parliament House and at, at Southern Nights and I was like, I could actually do that. Like, that sounds like something that would be along the lines of what I want to do with performing and, and it was a way for me to get into bars. So that's really what my, my goal at the time was. You know, you're talent. a young kid. You want to get away with as much as you can. I'm the talent. Excuse me. I'm right. Exactly. I'm the talent. <laughs> um, I thought it was the shit. <laughs> I thought I was the bee's knees bitch. I was like, oh, I've got this. I'm cool. I can get away with anything. And sometimes I did. <laughs> so what was, what was the first show that you did where you thought, okay, I've got this. Like this. Oh is, my God. I, I still don't shot. know if I've, I've <laughs> if I've had that show. I, I perform all the time and people freak out and I'm like, I'm just doing me. Like I'm just performing the way I would perform <laughs> as a kid in my bathroom with a fucking hairbrush. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know. I don't know when the first time was. I think I never really like people in Orlando never really got me until I moved away from Orlando. Once I moved and I kind of blew up in LA. And then you came back. And then I came back. They were like, Oh yes, you're all, you know, the hometown hero. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Missy, not too much. (laughs) But it's also, you know, it's also humbling to be, you know, to come from that and to have such respect for the people I worked with here. And then to kind of, you know, go out and blossom and, and become my own entity and then come back and have those people who I used to look up to share the same kind of mutual respect for me now. It's nice. It's kind of, you know, it's validating. Mm-hmm. So when did you move out to LA? I've been in LA for eight years now. I moved out there in, yeah, eight years, 2007 Seven. or 2008 is when I moved there. Mm-hmm. And well, like, was it the allure of the lights, the limelight, the glamour? No, I'm honestly, I'm, I had broken up with my boyfriend here at the time and wanted something new. And my sister was finishing law school and had a young daughter, so I went out there to kind of, like, see what what my life could be out there. So I moved there, got, like, a regular job, was going to quit doing drag, and did, like, two shows. And then from those two shows, like, you know, kind of blew up out there. I started doing TV work and music videos, and I got very lucky. I, I think I was, like, something that L.A. needed at the time, and it was something that I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, it was, you know, shit happens for the right reasons at the right time, and it's, it was definitely one of those fate moments. See, that's what I need. I need a man to break up with and then right. just pack it up say, I'm out this bitch. First of all, I need a man. <laughs> first of all, you need a man. You need a, I'll work on that first. You need a man who stays for more than a day, not just leaves you in the morning after. Right. You, need, you need a man and not a grinder hooker. You know, y'all just, so you're just going to read me right in the middle of an interview. That's just gonna mm-hmm. read me. Okay. how we do. That's how we so, do. Well, girl, well, I think we're all on the same boat here. I don't have, to, I don't have time for a man. I would like a man, but I'll, I will settle with sucking twink dick all around the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I cuss on this podcast? Oh, Perfect. Sure, yeah. Fuck yeah. The FCC Fuck yeah. doesn't know we exist, and I like to keep Good. it that way. You mentioned doing TV and videos and all that. Which then sparked the memory of, cause logo is fantastic for being able to keep you up to date with shit that's going on. Because aside from apparently Clue, which they now have the rights to and are showing every single every day. Every single day, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is a, 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 a my, one of my favorite movies, so I'm it, glad. Oh no, it's fantastic. It, it's great that, you know, that, that they're showing it. But then there's the marathons of RuPaul Mm -hmm. or the fact that they've shown this first episode of season seven 14 times since Monday. Right. Um, We love you, Logo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the wonder you're fantastic. Um, But they, I've seen, like, I've gone and watched, like, 
fucking every season over and over again because when I'm working at home, I just throw it on in the background and, and just run through episode it's by a episode. Fun, it's a very fun and entertaining show. It is. It is. Um so eighty six dollars and ninety two cents just deposit itself into your bank. Oh please, girl! <laughs> Listen, if they were still giving us any kind of money, I would be doing a lot more with them. Trust me. <laughs> so back to my point. This is, there was a whole. There was a reason for for this whole tangent. Um, Snatch Game, your season, uh-huh. and you did Kesha. Uh-huh. What video are you in? I, I always uh, keep meaning to go back and actually try to find you. I, I did... The first one I did was this, uh, her video called Backstabber. That's when I first met her. And it was not released. I think it's out there somewhere now, okay. but it was never released. So it was like going to be her, her her first single, I think. And then they went with TikTok. With, uh, TikTok. Um, and then I did um, Take It Off. Okay. The Kesha and Friends for, like version. There's like two different versions of the video. Oh, okay. My friends and I all... like When Kesha hit big were fucking like love Kesha. It still do. Yeah, when I, I I host karaoke, it alternates between like three two, three nights a week. And like my number one, my go to song, whenever there's a big thing and I need to, is fucking is blow. I love that song. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. And actually the first time I did drag that's the song I did. I did Blow by Kesha as my first ever drag number. I actually, I did Blow when I was at Mr. Sisters. <laughs> and then I did the song Blow. <laughs> I I was death dropping, you know, back when I was young and my bones could take uh-huh. it. <laughs> Before that osteoporosis kicked oh, in. Yeah, mm-hmm, girl taking Boniva every goddamn day. <laughs> I, I, oh God, Kesha. Kesha was... When Kesha hit big, everyone was like, oh, I don't know about Kesha. I'm like, look, this bitch has got it. She's yeah. smart. She's making money hand over fist. She's writing her own songs. She's writing other people's songs. She's writing songs. other people's songs. Oh. She's good. She's doing good. She- Shout out <laughs> She'll to be Kesha. Back. Come on back, girl. <laughs> and if Kesha ever wants to come on the show, by all means, just reach out and let us know. You can reach out to Detox. Detox will get you set up with us. We good. Um... <laughs> So, what was it like transitioning between... Uh, you well, transitioned? <laughs> I'm in the middle of it right now, actually. I'm turning into a man. You look good. You look so good. Um, so, you left Orlando thinking that, you know, drag was over for you. Um, yeah, I didn't really know it was going to be over, but I, I mean, I was definitely going to take a break from it. Because, like, okay. like, nothing ever really hit here, like, in, in Florida. Like, I hopped around a lot in Florida, and I did work a lot, and I, uh, you know, I had this... I guess bit of a of a notoriety here, um, but at the same time, it's such a different drag scene out here than what I'm used to, and that what I like that what I my aesthetic is or was at the time that I never think that um, people kind of like were buying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such a different time. It was like ten ten years ago, ten, 10 or twelve years ago when I started doing drag care. So was it like after every show? I was like, "Girl, did they get it?" Uh, yeah, all the time I was, like, I was like, "I don't know." Like, I get to see them, like their faces, like, "Okay, well, girl, that's that's different." <laughs> <laughs> so you make it out to LA and like like compare and contrast like the difference between the drag culture here and there. Well, at the time in Los Angeles, there was um there was, I mean, the drag scene is still huge there, but it was it was big. But there was a lot of impersonation shows. There was like the Chad Michaels and the Dream Girls Review, which is a lot of character illusions and and celebrity impersonation. Um, and then there was like a young group of 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 girls that were kind of like the pop princesses and and everything. And then I came in with my weird eighties aesthetic and and my influences from Sierra Fox and having all this body work done and looking like you know 
something that was <laughs> something they'd never really seen before. Um, and I think that they were kind of a caught off guard, and then B had like no choice but to kind of see what the fuck I was all about. <laughs> so you've been super forthcoming with your with your body work, just like Joan Rivers. May she rest in peace. <laughs> I like to think she. I'm pretty sure that she's gonna be. She's good. That bitch, even though she may be in the ground. <laughs> She ain't going nowhere. That uh, bitch is preserved. <laughs> so, like, what What was it that said, you know what, I want to do this? You know, was it, like, for yourself? Was it for yourself and art? Was uh, it for... It was a, kind of a mixture of everything, honestly. You know, growing up here and, and being around the community here, there's, a, you know, there's a lot of body modifications <laughs> in the area. And, it's, and it was, you know, easy for me to, you know, kind of get stuff done. And I was young when I started getting work done, and I was, you know, I never had an ass. I was never going to be able to have an ass. I said, well, let me go ahead and get an ass. I didn't want to go work out and get pecs, so I said, let me go ahead and get those pecs done. But it was like, I wanted to kind of make this character, like this whole, you know, this juxtaposition of like having a, a, a dude body, but still kind of feminine and, and soft and round and like just, you know, a gender fuck. I wanted to fuck with people, really. And I tinkered about, like, I was thinking about, you know, transitioning there for a while just because I didn't know really where I was. I was so young. I didn't really know exactly what I was going through and like why I wanted to get all this work done. And then I was like, if I got tits, I would probably just go around with a beard and still be a gender fuck. Like <laughs> I would still just want to fuck with people. I didn't you know, I don't feel like a woman. I never have, but I wanted to be curvy. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Girl, you could have waited. I could have given you some of my, nope, I, I needed it then. <laughs> I needed it then and there now. <laughs> We might, we might not be having this conversation had I not waited. <laughs> um, or had I waited. <laughs> so, all right. So now you're out in L.A. And obviously you had mentioned um, like Chad Michaels and, and being around that kind of, that, that drag now. Mm-hmm. Was, what was the next step towards saying, okay, I'm going to audition for RuPaul's Drag Race? Um, well, I, it was like the, when I first moved there is when they started doing the first season. So I had found out about it through the, like everyone was kind of finding out about it. Um, and at the beginning of this, of the stages of the, the production, it was a completely different premise. They were going to have, it was going to be more of like a, a Project Runway kind of competition where it was the, the entertainer and then a, like a sidekick of theirs, like a friend or somebody who helps them sew, like a seamstress, and it would be like a collaborative effort. Um, and then it kind of it changed halfway through casting of that and to what it is now, which I mean is probably for the best. Obviously, yeah. it's been getting bigger and better every year. Um, so I, I auditioned for the first season. I did, you know, I got well into the, the casting rounds, but I obviously didn't make it. And think it was like not just because I was on it, it was like the best season they've had. Yeah. I feel there was like so much drama and entertainment and so many big named girls Ooh. in the drag community that I thought was, was something that was really important to showcase. Yeah, for sure. No, it, the first two ish seasons were, and, and it's like any show you're going to have your, you're growing and kind of getting into what right. you're going to be. And I mean, well, I don't think they were expecting how it was going to be such a cultural phenomenon too. It's like, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and you know, it's, kind of stealing America's hearts and hopefully changing some minds out there, which is a, a cool thing and it's a great thing to be a part of. It's definitely brought drag to the forefront of pop culture. Yeah. I mean, 
when the first episode of the season hits and the soup already has clips of it. Right. Like that's Oh, the soup goes in. Every time every you know, the big every spring, the soup is ready. Because they love they love the show. They're huge supporters of the show. And it was it was hysterical watching like the reaction to the show by mainstream right. by mainstream culture. And then taking the like the gay news outlets and then seeing how then they go even further because it's like okay let's we're gonna keep this as ours i mm-hmm. mean like we can share it with you right but it's still for us it's us <laughs> uh one of the one of my favorite things and i don't know if he did it for for your season i know he did it for season six there's a writer for geeks out which is a a non-profit group in new york mm-hmm. that um they do a lot of benefits and they do a lot of work to honor like lgbt icons like they did a scorny uh, scorny weaver thing at george takei uh an event nice they're, they're the they're the more high-minded us uh-huh. <laughs> shout out the geeks out i'm not gonna do all that work <laughs> um one of their writers did recaps for i know like i said definitely for season six i really want to go back and i'm hoping he does it for this season as well mm-hmm. and it was just hysterical reading because it's almost like it's almost like fan fiction. Yeah, it, no, it totally is because it's what you, you <laughs> their interpretation and their perception of what's happening on the TV screen. And it's just it's it's fantastic to to see and hear. And it, by season four and five, it definitely had started getting into its swing. Right. And watching back, like season five, I didn't watch the show up until All Stars. I watched All Stars as it was happening, and then your season was the first full season that I actually watched from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I watched seasons one through four through Netflix and right. Hulu and all that other shit. But by the time four and five rolled around, those were pretty much like the breakout the breakout hits and getting to watch season five from the beginning. Like actually right. watching it live versus going back and watching those other seasons and knowing who had already won. Right. It sucks because you, you've got people like Pandora who we love, and you just can't go back and watch that season and go, right, knowing I, that she's not going to win. I hope and she's like, going to win. I hope she does that. I hope she pulls through. I know it doesn't work out for her, <laughs> but I'm a hope this time. But <laughs> but season five was my first like real season, and it definitely had a lot of a lot of drama. Uh-huh. Orlando <laughs> and Florida was represented very Florida well. Was represented very well. That was so much so that they said season six we can't have any fucking Orlando queens right. on there. Right. <laughs> For the first time, we're not going to put an Orlando queen in here. We had too many on season five. <laughs> um, which leads me to a question I want to ask: Like, what do you think it is about Orlando that just turns out? Not that, you know, Orlando's a factory for drag, but, like, what do you think? It kind of is, though. I mean, because there's, su- there's such a huge gay scene here and a huge drag community here. Mm-hmm. And there always has been. The South, you know, in general, has a huge, you know, it's like a, a drag mecca, tranny mecca. If I'm not, I don't care if I'm not allowed to say tranny anymore. I still do. They're going to come knocking down your door now. <laughs> Here comes the tranny brigade. Here comes the letter bombs. <laughs> the glitter bombs? Yes, yes glitter bombs. <laughs> But I don't know. I think that, that there's just there's just so much drag here, and then, you know, like Roxy and I started doing drag around the same time. That's how I knew Coco was from being from Orlando, and mm-hmm. you know, we all, you know, there's so many people here, and Ginger now this year. Isn't there? Is there not another girl from Florida though this year? Is there? I think it's just Ginger. I think Ginger is the only one yeah, from think, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because season five, you had. Jade, you, Roxy. Oh yeah, Coco. I forget that Jade's from Florida because she was from Jacksonville yeah. or Gainesville. Gainesville, I mm-hmm. believe. 
And I want to say there was another one that was it because I could have swore there were five on season five, but I could be wrong. Mm. And then you had Latrice from season four, uh-huh. um, Willem, yeah, La- who Latrice was, and Lashawn, and Lashawn. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Willem, who is from from this area. Yeah, but he never really he doesn't claim that. Well, <laughs> I didn't. Well, shout out. He doesn't claim that she's from. I didn't realize that that Willem was from here <laughs> until. I think the first time you guys played as a group... His family was all here, yeah. Yeah. Because he still has family here. Exactly. And it was like... And then I think Chuckles or somebody announced... Or Darcel, mm-hmm. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, Detox and Willem from, you know, from Orlando, whatever. And I'm like, you never know that. <laughs> you <laughs> never know that. Except for the entire family being there. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's turned out a lot of good contestants. So that's been a big plus for, yeah, for the Orlando really scene. Yeah, and I think that's why so many people come here now to do drag and... Why everyone thinks that they, I mean, you know, worldwide, honestly, because of the show, people think that they can just pick up and do drag and be a huge drag star. Yeah. Which girls, you, not that's not necessarily the case. Some of you can go ahead and put the wigs down. <laughs> <laughs> go on ahead and go back to school, girl. Speaking of which, I love the wig on a pole over there. Oh, I'm. I'm <laughs> that's a core. Dude, I you stole it. You stole that topic for me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't want her to get flattened in my suitcase, so I had to pull her out and let her hang and be free. No, it's a it's a cute wig. <laughs> Thank you. You just uh, gotta make sure that it's it's still here when we right, leave. Right. Otherwise, check Oral's pockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. I mean, look. I may be a strong black independent woman. <laughs> Me too. But I, but I will never snatch another girl's wig. That's just that's your one way ticket to hell. Bitch says that now. Wait till she. Wait till wait she gets drag. Right. Wait till she gets on the drag. Look, she'll be on the show snatching everybody's shit. I, this is the wig I stole from Detox. <laughs> She went outside to have a cigarette, and I just helped myself. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, I guess the interview is over. <laughs> if, if she didn't want me to have it, she should have left it out in the open. <laughs> um, what to you is, like, the not necessarily the hardest part of, like, drag race, but, like, the hardest part of drag? Like, is it the traveling? Uh, Well, I mean, traveling is definitely, uh, it's a, it's a, a difficult thing, because it's, it's, you know, exhausting. I've been touring nonstop for the past four years, even before Drag Race was on. I was, or excuse me, before Drag Race filmed, I was on tour with DWV promoting Chow Down and all that stuff. So it's been, it's been steadily nonstop for me for the past four years, which I've been very lucky. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I need, I need a vacation. <laughs> My pussy's getting tired. My feet hurt. <laughs> I would like to have a month just to sit down and catch up on some sleep. <laughs> And then another month to get my shit together at home. Like, <laughs> brings out the TiVo. Just right. It's hard, but it's, I mean, but at the same time, you know, I've been around the world like three times now and, and I wouldn't have had that opportunity, I don't think, if I weren't for, for drag race. So mm-hmm. it's rewarding, but you know, it has, it has its, its downfalls at the same time. And that's what people don't realize. Like, a lot of people think that, oh, they're living the life, they get to travel yeah. all over the places. And they think that drag in general is such an easy gig, and it's, it's really not. It's a difficult thing. It's, it's strenuous. It's, you know, it's mentally and physically exhausting. You know, it takes, it takes its toll. Drag isn't, it's not as glamorous. It's more, it's a job, you know? Yeah. I always tell people, like, I have a nine to five job, but it's nine to five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes later. So you've traveled the world. You've got your passport stamped on multiple occasions. <laughs> um, what is your favorite city abroad to, to perform in? Um, my favorite city to go to is Stockholm. I love Sweden. I love the Swedish people. 
Um, I love going to Australia because the people there are so fun of the drag. They like, they live for drag so hard in Australia. It's a huge, you know, everyone, it's like, you know, Priscilla Queen of the Desert everywhere, all over the place. And it's fabulous. <clears throat> and actually they're out there doing their big gay Mardi Gras right now, which is, which I was there for last year and it was a lot of fun. I don't know, everywhere. I always, I enjoy coming back to Florida. I enjoy coming back to the Parliament House and working. I don't know. I always make the best of it. And so, I get to suck dick everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying before you guys started filming your season, you were touring with DWV. Mm-hmm. Um, how did... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. DWV come about like... We well, we were in a band in LA that we um, performed with called Transcontinental, and it was like it was myself, Willem, Vicky, Ray Latre, um, Mama, Kelly Mantle. We were all in this like it was a a big rock band that we would perform at the House of Blues at. We had a, a residency there for about a year or so, and then we did like all the big Halloween parades and stuff. Um, and then Chow Down just kind of happened because we were you know bored and we were fucking around. We always like to change the lyrics of songs, like you know get drunk and high <laughs> and stupid. And it just was kind of like a fluke accident that just ended up working out really well until it didn't. <laughs> you know, I knew, I knew DWV had arrived when my straight friends came by. It's like, you know, we stopped eating that Chick-fil-A for you, bitch. And I still eat that Chick-fil-A. told me we could eat at Chick-fil-A now. I'm just like, God damn, Yes. Now, I, can, I still won't walk through the door, but if you could pick me up some Polynesian sauce and some coffee pot, I would be very, very happy. Thank you. I've been in Florida for seven years now, or just about seven years, and I've never been to a chicken. It's delicious. It's so good. I want it right now, but it's a Sunday, and it's I can't get it. Goddamn Christians. That's usually what happens. Whenever I talk to anybody, they're like, oh my God, I love it. I want it. Oh, it's Sunday. Uh-huh. It's always I've been a thinking Sunday about it all day. I've been thinking about it all day long, and it's Sunday. I'm probably gonna go tomorrow. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so what was, if you had to pick, what was your favorite song that you guys did while you were still together? Um, I, I always loved Chow Down just cause it's like, it was such a fun song. It was like our beginning. And I loved, we, I always loved performing Blurred Binds with Vicky just cause we would, we would all act like such assholes on stage. <laughs> it was like our fun run around give a shit song <laughs> and silicone is another one of my favorite ones i was gonna say silicone's probably my favorite just because i i enjoy dancing on my own mm-hmm. and i i've seen you guys perform like i said i think it was three times here mm-hmm. at the parliament house so i've photographed all the shows i've been there for all of them 
uh, and I enjoyed hearing it live. And then I forget what happened the other day. And I was on YouTube, and we were just kind of cycling through shit and watched the Blurred Binds video, mm-hmm. which that video is probably the funniest one so out of stupid. all of that. It's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and then I watched the Silicone video, and I think that's probably... I, it definitely worked for, for everything. Like, and it made it the overall, like, great package of really cool song, and the video was done really well. Right, yeah, so. the video. And that, funnily enough, that video was directed by Carly, um, who is from here as well. Oh. Who I knew from here, from going to, I think she went to Full Sail, and I knew her from, like, Firestone and being out. And- Every once in a while, somebody will come out of it. It's like, I'm working. I don't know about you bitches, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, she's in LA now and she's working her ass off. She's, she's doing all kinds of shit up there. Nice. I, um, I work at a comic book store. I'm not going to give a shout out because I still haven't gotten paid. Oh, <laughs> see, then we going to stop the conversation <laughs> right there. Bonuses were promised and I have yet to receive. <laughs> However, I work like right across the street from Full Sale. And so like every day I'm like, thank you. Give me that loan money. Thank you. Give me that loan money. <laughs> She having a moment. She having a moment. Bonuses are coming. Where's my fucking bonus? (laughs) I could slap you in the face. She's like, thank you so much for being a fantastic manager. I'm sorry, I'm not better. (laughs) That's that's a different show. That's a different show. (laughs) You know, side note. So did you know one of my like biggest dreams growing up as a child? To replace Mother Love on Forgive or Forget. Because I was mad as fuck when Robert Gibbons was on that show. <laughs> like, you put this bitch on? She didn't forgive Mike Tyson. She took that hose body and kept on stepping. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry, I'm back <laughs> And we're back to the end. We're back. <laughs> so, everyone asks, you know, like, what's next for Detox? But I know you... You on that tour, girl? I'm on tour. I'm. I don't know. I th- hopefully, what's next is a vacation, but I don't see that coming anytime soon. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've been in the studio, so I have like I have my own music coming out now. I have some solo stuff, but it's it's difficult to to you know stay on top of things when you're you know when I'm working so much and I'm constantly on the road. I'm never in LA to like really sit down and do anything. But I have you know I have a lot up my sleeves that I just need to figure out time to be able to <laughs> a lot to it. <laughs> Like, well, and that's like honestly the last thing I want to do is like <laughs> get back to work and house, you know what I mean. I just want to go take a break. And <laughs> I've got a six-hour flight from <clears throat> New York to wherever. And I'm just going. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here and watch. That's what. That's when I catch up on my movies that I have not been able to go to see. That's <laughs> when I'm on the plane. I'll sit and watch my movies. So you're joining up with the Battle of the Seasons tour. I, yes, I joined Battle of the Seasons um, starting in Charlotte, which is on. Wednesday, and then I'll be there until like the middle of April, and then I go back home for a little bit. Then I'm off to Europe and to a few other places. I'm like all over the place this year. I'm going to Asia. I think I'm going to Brazil at some point this year. Brazil, Brazil, foreskin. Aye. <laughs> please, please, you have yes. for me my size. <laughs> I, I worked at the outlets. <laughs> Brazil's a country's fantastic. Brazil, uh, Brazil, uh, Brazilians. Brazilians are shoppers. <laughs> God help me, no, 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 no. I can see you in Rio, just like please kidnap me, <laughs> attract the men, please kidnap. They're so me. beautiful over there. I just, I don't they know. Are. We'll see what happens. One day I'll get my shit together and. And travel the world like I planned on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our release schedule is a little funky. So people may or may not hear this before April 1st. 
But as part of the Battle of the Seasons tour, you're actually going to be stopping here. Yes, we'll on April here Fool's Day. On April Fool's, just down the street at the um, the Plaza, the Plaza, Live. the Plaza Live Theater. I'm excited for that. I, I, seeing you guys perform, and I say you guys, but mm-hmm. the different RuPaul girls that have been here, uh, and seeing the the performances at the Footlight Theater or on the main stage. And we've seen pretty much the gamut of everything. Yeah. You've had your live singers. You've had Courtney and Adore. Um, I, Shangela may have, or no, I think she just lip synced to her song, but you, you've got the live singers. You've got the comedians. Mm-hmm. You've got the, uh, the illusionists. You've all those different types. I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to be paying whatever $35 for a seat at this show. It's going to have, and I, they bill it as like, over 30 drag stars, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, right. oh, that's going not, to be crazy. You're not getting 30 drag stars, but you are getting a show that you can't see at a regular, uh, your regular nightclub. It's, yeah. It's a totally different experience. We, we do, in the middle of the show, we do a live snatch game where all the girls come out and we all do a, like a, a quick snatch game episode right there, which is fun. And, you know, it's a, it's something that you wouldn't get. It's like a, it's a show. It's like a theater show. That's fantastic. Which is which is awesome. That made me more excited. It's visually about exciting. <laughs> you know, Michelle is there, which you never really get to see Michelle anywhere. And Michelle's hosting the whole thing, the whole tour. So it's it's gonna be fun. And the the people who are stopping on this tour, I believe it's like it's myself, Bianca, Adore, Sharon, Alaska, Ivy Winters, um who else? Jinx, I think maybe. I don't know. I don't know who was all with me, but it sounds it's like a, a bit, great lineup. It's a big lineup. Show. It sounds amazing. Too bad I wasn't invited when you both bought your tickets. Bitch, I bought them literally at the waiting for a movie to start. <laughs> we went to the movies with it was me, Brian, Adam, and Zach. None of which was oral. <laughs> oral, you always they gave it. oral. <laughs> Especially Adam. I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> and we um, were sitting there waiting for Interstellar to start. And I wasn't feeling great as it was. And then Adam goes, oh, yeah. It says something about the, the RuPaul tour. And Brian's like, oh, yeah. Did you see that? And I'm like, no. Pulled my phone out. Went to the website. Bought my tickets right before the preview started. It was just like, I'm going to do it. And I was not going to stand for the entire fucking show. Right. Because there's general admission and then there's seats. Right. And I was like, ooh, I could spend this much and have to stand through this whole thing no, and no. try to fight with some other bitchy ass queens that are going to be there or i'll just have my seat mm-hmm. and i could just sit in one spot and i can watch the show and it'll be fine but not oral he has to fight <laughs> tooth nail and claw that's fine we'll oh, y'all, just, y'all can facetime with oral just switch me around switch me around god damn it <laughs> And I'm planning on a surprise here in Orlando, just because it's my hometown. So hopefully it can all... I'm not going to say anything about it, but I'm hoping that it can all come to fruition the way I'm planning on it. Well, I will have to uh, we'll have to talk about that on one of our other shows. Afterwards. After so the first. After, after the first. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we'll, we'll make sure it comes up afterwards, but I like it. I'm excited. Um, so now... I've, I've basically just taken over as host right now for Oral. Yeah, We're out the way, bitch. She's too busy standing my wig. <laughs> it's so... Uh. So we'll do we'll do this part of it first because part of the reason, aside from the fact that we loved you on the show and we've loved your performances, whatever they were, mm-hmm. um, 
And I don't mean that like I was drunk and don't remember what you did. <laughs> I don't remember what I do anytime, so it's fine. Okay, Although, that makes me feel good because I just I was like, I know I was there and I saw her. You were physically drink, there. You were physically and there. I would drink, but I don't remember anything before, after, and partly during. By the way, I loved your. I didn't go to. The, I wasn't able to go to the ten o'clock show last night, um, or two nights ago. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I went to the midnight show, and I loved your performance. Oh, thank you. Um, the statuesque, like it, it was my, it's like my signature performance. I did my mannequin number. <laughs> it was my favorite pictures were because I I do the pictures for mm-hmm. for Parliament House. And they are now up at Parliament House Orlando on Facebook. Oh, um, is one of the one of the points like towards the end of, and I for the life of me can't remember the song. Like I can hear it in my head, I can't remember what the, <laughs> the song was. Um, but during the the male singers part, mm-hmm. you go into like mannequin mode, and it was towards the end of the song, and you're by the stairs, and the line of people to tip is is over there. You go into mannequin mode and flip your purse open. <laughs> <laughs> And point at it. And like, that's your, your pose, like, for, for the next, like, minute is just you with the, with the purse open and pointing to it as people just come up and put money into your purse. <laughs> I don't know how I get away with doing this number everywhere because that's <laughs> the laziest number in the world. But it's, it's, a, it's a number that, like, it means so much to me just because I loved the movie growing up as a kid. And then, um, my boyfriend and I at the time came up with this number for an 80s show at, uh, the Dream Girls show in, in LA. And I'd always wanted to do a mannequin number and just never knew what to do. And he was like, you should just do that Grace Slick song and then freeze whenever the man sings. I'm like, that sounds really good. And, <laughs> and it, be, it was like, uh, there was so many like variations of it at the beginning of it where I like was wheeled out on a, like a, on a dolly and then had people pose me and like change my clothes. It was a fucking mess. <laughs> it was, a, it's, it had so many lives that number. And so now I do it like, it's, you know, it's granted every time I do it, it's different because my facial expressions are always so different. And, but it's my favorite number to do, and it's so lazy, and people love it. <laughs> and then you bust out, you you take off. That's of a new part. That's outfit. that's newly added to the number where I go in because I always wear Terry like vintage Terry Mugler when I do that number, and so I thought it would be funny to go into Too Funky by George Michael, where the whole video is just supermodels running around wearing yes. Terry Mugler, and I I strip down out of my Mugler and. And I'm still lazy because all it is is just walking around. But, <laughs> but for the people, I knew that people here would love it too because it's like, you know, it's nostalgia. Those oh, yeah. young kids out there, you young little twinks that I like to invite over to my bedroom afterwards, don't really know what's going on. <laughs> but the older people that are buying you drinks do. <laughs> Every year, someone's like, is it the year that you're going to be Hollywood? I'm like, that's just... Yes. <laughs> Next time I'm here, bitch, I'm gonna have to have you come and do Hollywood. I, I yes, will bitch. do it for you. I will do it for you. Oh um, God, maybe I'll bring you the happen. wig. I'll bring you the wig. Maybe. <laughs> that's one of my, you know. It's funny you mentioned Mannequin. Like that's one of my favorite movies. It's who I call one of the one of the ones that we don't necessarily like me with, but I'm just like, oh, you mean Mannequin? Uh-huh. Oh, um, one of her partner, one of her mini suitors. Uh, mm. Mini, mm. mini suitors. <laughs> Hashtag immoral oral. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag which top 2015. Uh, <laughs> so like what, what other inspirations do you draw from for, you know, like your shows? Like what, gets you excited to perform uh every, i mean i love doing it so i mean that's the one thing though too is about about being so busy is i've kind of like my creativity is not 
dairy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a robot at this moment, you know, because I've been, it's always kind of on a go. And I really, I'm trying to like figure out a time where I can take back and, and get re-inspired and go, you know, but fashion has always been a huge influence in my life and, and my, and my drag. And, you know, Sierra Fox is one of my huge, like biggest inspirations, um, who's a legend here in Orlando. Um, and I was actually trying to get her to come in and do a cameo with me on Friday night for the show, and she never returned my call. So Sierra Fox, Fox, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> we will be having some words. Uh, but I don't know. I get inspired by all kinds of stuff. But I definitely, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, that I need to get re-inspired. I'm getting, I'm, I'm not getting bored with doing drag, but I'm getting bored of doing the same routine. But at the same, you know, it's when we're touring the way that we are. It's like when Madonna's out there touring, doing the same set every night. It's, it can get monotonous, but at least a new audience is seeing it every night, yeah. <laughs> and they're excited to see it. Because there's times where I don't do mannequin and people get pissed. They're like, we wanted you to do that number. And I'm like, well, you should have put that in the contract. Because I'm tired of doing it. <laughs> that's that's got to be the hardest part is you're the only one who, I mean, your assistant. or if, uh, Oh, I have I, no assistant. <laughs> I do all of my shit. Well, I have my manager who takes care of my booking and my travel arrangements. But everything else is very, I tuck my own dick. <laughs> Shave my own asshole. Some of these girls who barely put an eyelash on who have an assistant. I don't understand why they have an assistant. <laughs> they didn't help you put that lash on. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, so you're the only one who's, who sees and experiences the same, the, the same set, the same shtick over and over again. Right. So it, it's, it's gotta be interesting. And that's what the crowd doesn't quite understand. That's the part of, that's the part of the life that yeah. people don't know and they don't realize that it gets, repetitive it's repetitive it's pricey and you know it's like it's 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 not the you know the easiest job to have because we always you know you have to be constantly tapping into your creativity you have to always kind of be on like ahead of the curve and be on trend and you know i i don't really do a lot of top 40 or anything like that but a lot of people want to see that so i won't give them that (laughs) so if you want to see that don't book me if you want me to do some top 40 shit because you're not gonna get it (laughs) Well, you know, I think we're in that niche where like the eighties is coming back like hardcore. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm all about it. But that's I'm I'm all for. It. I'm a fucking eighties kid. So. To, the, to the point where you know there's a gem in the holograms comic book coming out. I know. And I, there's a movie coming out too, and I'm mm-hmm. so pissed that I was not invited to be Jim or at least Synergy. Because that's like completely me right there. As I told you, it's what I'm like Well, I won't give too much away for those who aren't going to the tour, but that was an off the air little exclusive for us. So. Uh-huh. Shh, I'm pissed about that Jet movie though. They totally I heard, fucked the story. Like the I heard it's gonna be super, Yeah, I'm so pissed about that. It was like Monday. Gem and the holograms is in production. Ooh, you know, nine thirty, still in town for work. Twelve forty-five. Gem and the holograms has rap production. No, did they? <laughs> did they really? It was super. Oh damn! Super close. See, I'm not. See, I'm not keeping up with my current affairs. I stopped when they were like, Jem is going to be an orphan, and she's going to meet the other members of the band at this orphanage. What? Bitch! No! Did you she... watch the same cartoon, faggot? <laughs> she had money. How do you, how the fuck did she, do you think she had a goddamn computer what? that could fucking make holograms and turn her into a rock star? Come on. Come orphan. on, Synergy. Orphan, my ass. <laughs> yeah, know, I'm not excited. hit everybody. Nobody was saying. <laughs> And I'm not a huge fan of the the redesign for the the comic book, but I could deal with that. Mm-hmm. 
give me the same fucking storyline, like or at least similar. You don't gotta right. regurgitate the fucking cartoons on a. Well, because I mean, book. if you watch the cartoons now, they're still awful. But <laughs> but it was oh my god, awfully brilliant. They're so terrible, but they're so good. <laughs> it's like Showgirls. It's like that kind of you know that camp factor. If if you're gonna do a, a a remake or if you're gonna make a cartoon come to life that was that campy, it better be fucking camp. Yes, I never. I you know what it is when you're a child and you watch these, and you're a straight child because mm-hmm. you know we were what. Oh, I Four, was watching Gemini five, Holograms. Six, and right. I was watching it like it was porn. It was like early in the morning, just like volume down. Hey, before they catch me, you had to get the <laughs> make sure you could switch the channel real quick over to the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize. I went back and I watched. I think I I had gotten the the box set for the the first season. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how like you could watch any episode and it's the everything is it's oh, the it's exact the, yeah. same the, fucking story. Here's a story. Oh, it's time for a music video. Here's a, <laughs> let's solve this problem. Oh, it's time for another music video about how we solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Come on, Jim. <laughs> so one of the reasons why we so needed to have you on the show, if I could just circle back to uh-huh. like, oh yeah, 20 we started that. Ago. We started that. Huh? <laughs> With the magic of podcasting, it was only 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so one of the reasons that we definitely had to have you on the show is w- your first time that we saw you performing here, you have this amazing dress that is like 60s, 70s comic strip, like old school dress. Like it's got the big like women's faces. I forget. I know that there is a, and there's an artist and I can't remember the yeah. artist's name, but it's like, that's like, the, you know, the dot colors. Like, yeah. yeah. Pointillism, pop art, comic strip. So as soon as we saw that, we were like, holy shit, detox is wearing like this awesome dress. And then in the process of, that was like roughly within the last two years. Yeah. And then in the times that you've been here since, and we've, we've chatted briefly kind of, because mostly when you were doing the concerts, that shit was just crazy. Yeah. Like the crowds were, the crowds were fantastic, but they were just nuts. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would do the photo op afterwards. We, I, whenever I, we do a photo op outside, which thank God we don't do. I'm so happy you guys aren't doing it outside anymore. Oh, you and me and Chrissy. Yeah. All. Um, but we, I would, you know, go with you guys to, to the front office. You had, you guys would get your stuff set. Um, but there really wasn't a lot of time to chat. Right. So the last time you were here solo performing at Parliament, we talked about it and I was like, Hey, we do this podcast. This is the, the whole thing. It's gay. It's geeky. And you were like, okay, I've got to do this. And like, it just all worked out well that I was pretty sure I was drunk, but well, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I look back at those pictures from that meet and greet and was like, yeah. You can tell when I'm like, when I start getting over the meet and greets, is that when I start just making out with everybody? <laughs> it's cause I, cause I want, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I want to have fun. I'll just start making out with everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so what were, like, what are your geeky tendencies? What are the things? I mean, obviously we, we talked about gem and some of the stuff, but I love the X-Men. Yes. I'm obsessed with X-Men. I used to, I still have my card collection from when I was a kid. You have the card collection? Yes. From oh. the X-Men. I'm still like, it's one of the things I geek out about. I, the, the last movie that came out, I went to go see it opening night and then it was during the Fox, the big like drums. And then at the end where they go, I literally started tearing up. That's how emotional I was getting because I was so excited that I was watching it and they threw that in there. And I was like, that's so sick. I was like, yes. 
tagging out with all these like straight people at the opening night. <laughs> I was like, come on, yes, yes. <laughs> X-Men is the one thing I always geek out about because oh I just loved it. Because it was, you know, a gang of fucking misfits. It's like what we go through <laughs> as being exactly. ostracized gay youth. You know, people who are weird and have their unusual talents and aren't accepted by modern society. <laughs> I have yet to meet a gay man who doesn't like the X-Men. I have yet to meet one. Right. Well, and especially our age range. Mm-hmm. When 1992 hit, and that fucking animated cartoon, cartoon came out. So I was just watching, like, there was a, a compilation video on YouTube I was watching yesterday. It was, like, the, the most hilarious moments of Mexico. Because it's such a cheesy cartoon. Oh, my God. But it yeah. was so good. It, it was, it defines a generation. Right. It, it just, there, there's a fantastic compilation of all the times that Jean Grey passes out after she does something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move this boulder oh, with my, my mind. Oh, Scott. Oh, Scott. Scott. Oh. Um, Girl. Who's your, who's your favorite? I I mean, I always loved Storm just because she was fierce and she could fly. But I really loved, um, uh, oh, fuck. Not the White Queen. What's her name? Well, Mystique, obviously, was, I still to this day want that power. <laughs> How sickening would that be during a show? Just to, <laughs> Girl, fuck a tail away. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a whole new race. I'm a different gender. You couldn't come for that bitch. Roxy thought she had it with a wig right. under a wig. You thought you, was, you thought you were Gooka the Pageant with a wig under the wig, bitch. Watch, I have tits under these tits. <laughs> You're not even ready. Ashley Chen, tell me why not. I'm a BMO. I'm a BMO. Yes, put me in the Lacoste show. I'll be like, come on, Darcel, put me in the Lacoste show. I'm ready for the night. <laughs> the entire show is just it's detox. Just detox. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and sit down. I took everyone's money. Go ahead and sit down, girls. <laughs> that would be the ticket. Oh my god, that would be fantastic. I don't think anybody's ever thought of that. Like, because we've talked to a bunch of people, and it's you know, X Men comes up a lot. It's like, oh, who's your favorite? And it's you know, it's a lot of Storm. It's a lot of Wolverine. It's a lot of no one has ever been like, no, bitch. I, need I want Mystique to be now. Raven. Give me yes. I am going to be Mystique. That's the power I, I want. I have cut down on all of my expenses. I'm the richest drag queen <laughs> in the world. I would live. <laughs> and her blue scaly skin was so sickening too. And that little white strip of fabric she wore on her pussy. That's, come on. <laughs> I love Just that. Just body outfit. and red haired. Yes. I'm, I, I'm slightly sad that the movies did not go with that outfit. Cause that fucking skull belt. I know. With the strip of fabric in the front. The strip I know. of fabric in the back. I love that outfit. I loved it too. <laughs> And then she had her badass like white pants phase uh-huh. where she was like, "I'm the a low, very the gun real, now. The, the pussy, I call them pussy cutters because they were so low you could see her pussy. <laughs> yes, just the whole Volvo was out. That's how low they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> um. So every every time we interview someone for Drag is a new spandex. Still working on all queens and me. Don't worry, I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> I always ask, like, if you had any advice for, say, a youngish man uh-huh. who, who may have a predisposition to put on a pump, mm-hmm. what is the best bitch? You know it's me. What is <laughs> I the- oh, I know. That's why I'm saying, uh huh. Come, come out with that bitch. Come on, Earl. <laughs> what is the best advice you could give me? Don't do it. <laughs> 
That's the second time you've been giving that advice. Don't do it. You're gonna be. You're gonna, your feet are gonna hurt. You're gonna turn even into more of a drunk. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> no, I here. My advice whenever I get this question is to 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 be an individual. To like I, get your influences from wherever, but be an individual and stick to your character. If you have like if you have a point of view, and if you have a, a certain image and and whatever that it is that you want to get out there, stick to it and don't let anyone tell you otherwise that that you're doing it wrong or that you shouldn't do drag this way because it's you know like Rue always says it's so cliche and cheesy, but there is really no that you can't pigeonhole anybody into drag. Drag is so all encompassing mm-hmm. that you can do whatever you want to with it. Be an end of it and just, you know, and go have fucking fun. Make sure that fucking eyelash is on right. <laughs> you know, that's... Put the orthopedic, put the little Dr. Scholes in the bottom of your shoe and go. See, nobody's told me that. That, I feel like, is the best advice. Bitch, put that Dr. Scholes. You gelling, girl? Girl, because I'm jealous of the people who are gelling, because I'm not. <laughs> oh, can you get some of those, um... Oh, God, what were the... What was the pump that was, uh... In the 90s, they had the commercial, and all the, the women would be playing basketball on their pumps, because it was so, it was like walking on no, air. I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember those damn, those damn pumps. I see a lot of pumps, though, and some of the, some of the girls back home, you know who you are if you're listening to this, wear those naturalizers, or those orthopedic shoes, <laughs> or I, like, I like to call them prescription pumps, because the heel's so low, and they're so squatty, you're looking like you're walking around on a loaf of bread. <laughs> Don't get a shoe like that, bitch. Put some paint into your game. I have shoes that are in there that are two sizes too small, but they look good on my foot. So I what? Drink and I wear them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. So Detox, where can our listeners find you online? On the Twitters or the Facebooks or whatnot? You can find me on Craigslist. And 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 you can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter at the Only Detox. Um and yeah, and my website theonlydehots.com and grinder and scruff. I love your last name, your your drag last name as well. Toxic Hunt. I never, I've never really used it, but I, you know, I never used it before either. And then. (laughs) And then people, and when I first moved to LA, Jackie Beat started calling me to Toxicant whenever I would would do her show. And then it got kind of, you know. I love to pretend like I have an English accent. <laughs> Detoxicant. Detoxicant. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it, it makes me giggle a little bit. And on Facebook, like when we go to tag you, um, or when I tag like the pictures from, from the show the other night, mm-hmm. it has to be. Detox icon. Uh-huh. Like, it won't let me take off. No. It just, it just erases it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so it's just, it's entertaining that way. Well, at least they know what they're getting into. Exactly. My cunt. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's, that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you detox. guys so much for having me. I can't wait to go get a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> We've driven detox to drinking. <laughs> it's what we do. Oh, honey, nothing can ever drive me to that. She's been driven already. <laughs> I was going to say, and by that, I mean, we said hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that you listeners are going to get used to us just showing up with these fantastic drag queen guests every other week. But let's be real, that ain't happening. We working on drag time. Plus, I'm a colored man. <laughs> I, who bitch can't be on time worth a day of? <laughs> Even my, even my, my clock in my cars is like, bitch, you on top. No, no. She on BPDQT. (laughs) 
Well, with that, I mean, that's it. We're done. Thank you so much Thank for being here. Thank you guys so here. much for having me. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to Nerdy Show. Dot com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out FlameOnShow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. No, you cannot have the wig. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 